Ram Studio connected by AT&T. Welcome to an extra special festive edition of Between the Horns. I'm Miles Simmons with me, DeMarco Farr. Yes, if you're watching this online, you can see I've got on a Santa hat. Like, we've got the fireplace going over here on the TV. We've got stockings on the TV, which is the fireplace, not really the TV. But it looks really cool, doesn't it? It does look really cool, and I'm, I'm really digging the hat. Yeah, yeah, I love the hat. It's working for you. I do. Yeah, the Santa hat. You. Like, again, if you're listening to this, you cannot see that yeah. I have on Santa a, Miles. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's the Santa hat. It's like a standard, you know, uh, run-of-the-mill Santa hat. But also, I've got on my turtleneck sweater, yeah. which I'm really feeling. And I've also got on... You have a turtleneck. Back in Southern California. A vest. Yeah, yeah. well, because it's... It, <laughs> okay, it so never gets that cold. <laughs> so, if you're... All right, this is funny. We can we can keep going here. So, yeah. but what's going on behind DeMarco right now is that there is a fireplace thing. And so, on the TV, we're just going to keep going, having that go. I throughout. love it. It's so the holiday it edition. Yeah, it's the right. holiday edition. Yes. So, anyway, as that gets back on, um, let's just start talking football. No, ho, ho, ho. Come on now. Ho, ho, ho. That's all we got? Ho, ho. Come on, Santa. Ho, ho, Give me something. You Thank that? you. Right. <laughs> you wear the hat. You got to bring it. All right. All right. I'll yes. bring it. Okay. So anyway, as, as we, we've been gone for a little while. So, oh, my God. Uh, a lot has happened a in lot. the time yeah. um, that we have not been doing podcasts. So, Defar, your initial reaction to uh, the Rams moving on from Jefferson. Where, where did we leave off on the podcast? We left off, really, it was after the New England game. After New England, so we didn't even talk about Atlanta. No. And how that, that disaster in the Coliseum yes. cost Jeff Fisher his job. We, right. you know, we talked about all the, 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 the stuff, the distractions, and uh, maybe that would start filtering down to player performance. And I think that's what we saw in the Coliseum versus Atlanta. And sure. Ultimately, cost Jeff Fisher his job. So here we are with Bones Fossil <laughs> as the head coach. Mm -hmm. uh, lost on Thursday night in Seattle. Yep. Uh, another chance to get it right. Couldn't get it done. So you've got two left. Um, so here you are trying to figure out what type of team you have left. Not what type of team you are. I think we know that. That's an interesting way to put what it. Type what type of team, of team you have left? left. Huh. Um, yeah, there's two more opportunities to play, two more games to play. Um, you know, you're trying to good put good tape out there for whoever's going to be your head coach. So two more opportunities. That's that's where you are. Um, never been here before as a player. Never mm -hmm. had an interim head coach in yeah, my life. Yeah, Seen it as a broadcaster twice. Yeah, I was going to ask you yeah. about that too. It's, 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 it's tough on the players because you have to earn it all over again. Whatever equity and credit you've built up with the outgoing coach, you're going to have to earn all over again. Mm -hmm. So uh, it definitely benefits the younger guys versus the older guys. Yes. Being in, in this situation now. Sure. And, yeah. and I think one of the things that we're going to see is some younger guys get to play more. Um, I, I think, you know, we've talked about Sean Mannion getting to go up to number two this week. Happy about uh, that. Yeah, yeah. I, I am too. I think that's going to be a good opportunity for him. But other guys like a Tyler Higby, a Farrow Cooper, maybe they get some more snaps, some more reps. So, what is it about you know, having yeah. to... Oh, go ahead. I, I hope Tyler Higby, if he gets extended reps, actually does something with them. Yeah. Because we're always assuming it's a coaching decision that he's not out there mm -hmm. until he goes out there and you start seeing guys make mistakes. Oh, that's why you're not playing. Yeah. You, you know what I mean with that? Uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, all these rookies, uh, Farrell Cooper, a guy that's been really chomping at the bit, when you get those extended reps, I hope you're ready to live up to the expectation. Well, and that's one thing I don't, I don't know that he has. I mean, yeah. in his limited reps, we've seen him drop a couple passes. I mean, I think about New England late in that game where he dropped a pass. I, I believe he might have dropped one in Seattle It's an as epidemic well. on this team. It really 
really is yeah. an epidemic. And it's that's a virus the, you couldn't kill. Yes, that's yeah. one of the things that has definitely got to be solved. You tried with a quarterback switch. <laughs> but it's got to be solved under the right. next regime, and we'll talk more right. about that as well. But I, I think, what are some of the things that you think can happen when you switch coaches late in the season like this? Some of the things that, that can happen? Yes, maybe um, in a positive way, negative way, either way. Well, I, the leadership changes definitely right. because i mean there were some jeff fisher guys or there are always head coaches guys well that guy is gone now so maybe the guy that was afraid to speak up um has a voice hmm. now um maybe a guy that has been talking all year has to sit down now hmm. um so things start to reshape uh, right in front of your eyes uh that's why i said i mean i'm, I'm curious to see what type of team you have from this point mm-hmm. um you know uh maybe you'll start to find a spark that can happen um, offensively, it would be nice. It would be welcome. Um, maybe the run game gets going um, out of spite or out of trying to prove that <laughs> someone spite. was right or wrong. Who knows? I mean, uh, this this is what happens when you have a coaching change. Right. Uh, things start to turn over. And um, look, you've heard these old sayings before, the blind squirrel finds a nut, broken clock is right twice a day. Yes. Eventually, you know, every offense in the National Football League is going to click. Mm-hmm. Maybe it happens this week versus this opponent, but... This is the type of stuff, these weird sort of games, where you might have a 400-yard offensive day. And Maybe. you'll be saying, where was that all year? Mm-hmm. Well, these type of things happens when you have these type of coaching changes. Yeah, I, not to sort of rehash the old hash at, at this point, but did the timing of the move surprise you at all? No, after Atlanta, I mean, you saw it. Uh, yeah. The, the biggest ovation of the day was from a streaker that <laughs> almost got away from eight cops. He did not, he was not a streaker. It was, Whatever just, he it was, was an idiot that ran onto the field, but yes. Uh, those, are uh, you that's defending streakers? <laughs> no. <laughs> it sounds like you're defending streakers. Okay, no, I'm not. But okay. I just remember. They're the same no, group. They're not the same. Well, Streakers one, and idiots on field are the same. They are. He just they're didn't not get to the, the clothes no. coming off Yeah, part. exactly. I, and I tweeted this during the game, and I remember yeah. I said at least he had his clothes on. So okay. like, that's good. An on-field intruder. An on-field intruder. An that's, interloper. Thank in you. The, that's the, the biggest the ovation you had of the day. You were right, It was coming off a couple of. Bad weeks of bad media. And bad they press. got down yeah. 42 to 0 in that game. Yeah, first time that had happened in the NFL. When you start seeing stuff like NFL history since 2011, that's yeah. bad. I did not know that. Yeah, actually. yeah, no one did. Wow. It, it hadn't come up because Goodness. no one had been down 42 to nothing wow. at home since that's, 2011. Wow. That's, so, that's yeah, I mean, leaving, uh, watching them go up the tunnel at halftime in that game and hearing what the fans had to say and then seeing how many people were left after the game, mm-hmm. you kind of knew something like this was going to happen. Yeah, and it, I guess it was just the the timing of it being that the Rams were on a short week and that they had only until, you know, Thursday, and this happens on a Monday, and yeah. it was just this tornado whirlwind of stuff that kind of went on, and I, I guess that's the thing that might have surprised me about it a little bit. If I were Bones, I would love, I mean, it was a perfect scenario. If you're going to fire the coach and name me head coach, do it on a short week. Hmm. So I don't have enough time to think about what the hell I'm doing. You yeah, know, it's just okay. I have to get this team ready to go to Seattle and play. Now, you tried. Seattle's better. They handled yes. the short week better than you, and they got in front of you and just leaned on you. Yeah. Looked like New England all over again, it right? It kind of did. I agree. Yeah. Um, it well, wa- except in the opposite way because, you know, it wasn't necessarily that the defense struggled in the first half. It yeah. Was t- it was 10-3 to 3 
at halftime. But you know, in the second half, they they got good. Seattle, I mean, got going. They got ahead, chopped a leg yeah. out, and leaned. Yeah, and and you couldn't recover. And exactly. That, yeah, I mean, once Goff went out of the game, it was over. Yeah, I mean, I think it was probably over before that, even before yeah. the stupid fake punt by Seattle. I'm so glad that guy got not cold. Man, that whoa, I'm so whoa, glad that guy, you know, serves whoa, you right. Serves you right. Out. Ha ha. You know, I said to somebody after that, what? that like that was that's what would have happened in Madden, you know, if you're up 24 to 3 and yeah. if somebody runs a fake punt and then they ju- and then it works and, and like see so you're, you're somebody's getting injured. He looked on that like play. Robin Williams in that movie Best of Times. I don't know and, that movie. And, and got hit by Dr. Death and not cold. <laughs> Good. Uh, you know, I hope you have to go into the playoffs with a backup punter. That was... Uh, I hope you're fine. I hope no long-term damage to your thank brain. Thank you. He's a player. Yeah, so and you're a former player. But so. up 21 points and you run a fake punt. Yeah, Even if was, it was wide open, I don't care. Yeah, that was that Punt was the wild. football. Come on. Yeah. Be smart. Yeah. I'm sure if Pete Carroll could do that all over again, he wouldn't do it. He probably would not. Right. That's what I'm saying. So, serves you right. Yeah. But, <laughs> I mean, as we go through things, I just... Where do you think the Rams can go from here in this particular season? What what do you think can happen in the next two games that can maybe have the season end on a high note? Well, the whole is Jeff Fisher staying going thing, that's over now. Right. Um, and there's a coaching search that's beginning. So there's a lot going on. But besides all that, there are a bunch of people in SoCal that were happy to see the Rams come back. And most mm-hmm. of those people are still showing up at the Coliseum. Yeah. You've got two left there uh, to at least erase – some bad memories. Get Do you some... really think that like wins can erase bad memories though? I, I mean, mean at if... the at the end of the day, the coach is still dismissed. If you send them home happy, they're still going home happy. Okay. At least once. Yeah. Um, and yeah. if you can send them home happy twice, that that stuff matters. It okay. counts. Um, now I don't know if it's going to keep this group together. There's going to be changeover Absolutely. in the locker room. There's going to be changeover, no doubt. But yeah. for the last two weeks, just between you and the fan base. Uh, you could give them something they haven't seen in a while. Something to smile about leaving the Coliseum. Yeah, some TDs, huh? Yeah. yeah. That would be nice. Let's see some TDs in the, in the Coliseum. Right. Um, so let, let's kind of turn it to this coaching search. What are some general characteristics that you would like to see in the next head coach? Yeah, first thing I'm doing, I, we're, we're going to sit down. I'm going to wipe the grease board clean and draw up your offense. Hmm. Um, and, and tell me which parts you like on mine, uh, on the offense that's here right now. How many parts? I mean, like to be to be frank, how many parts of an offense right now that is thirty second that in points and yards Weird. and has not scored much at all? I mean, ten points or fewer in eight of fourteen games. How many aspects of that offense do you think could really continue? You'd be amazed by a fresh perspective, okay. and and breaking down how they were being used versus how they should be. I mean, okay, yes. guys on bad offenses, bad defenses with a coaching change or a schematic change all of a sudden become good or better. Right, but I, I'm saying, you know... When Especially you... when you're young. Oh, yeah, yeah, And you're yeah, ascending, yeah. and you have experience like some of those guys on the offensive line, even though they're struggling. Yeah. Yeah, I would keep some of those pieces. Todd Gurley, I would definitely have a plan for. Right, right. Jared Goff, I might be intrigued about. Yeah. I, I, I would the, the stuff he does well or has done well might intrigue me. Now... The other stuff, some of the pick sixes, he's a rookie. Mm-hmm. What did you expect? Um, I can't wait to see Sean Mannion uh, going into the offseason with the thought of two quarterbacks possibly is better for any coach coming in. Okay. 
Well, I, I mean, I just wanted to point it out because you said, yeah. you know, parts of the offense. I thought you meant in terms of scheme and not in terms of the people. Oh, no, no, just pe- people. Yeah, yeah guys. Because, yeah, oh, personnel. absolutely, because you've, you've got some dudes, and, you know, there are people who say, like, Jimmys and Joes are almost more important than the X's and O's sometimes. If yeah. you don't have the Jimmys and Joes to run your X's and O's, nothing's going to work. So I think that, 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 uh, I think that that's part of it. But, yeah, you definitely, you have some dudes on offense. Oh, yeah. Todd Gurley, I, I still think, is a dude that you can build around on offense. I, I think... We've not seen much from Jared Goff, um, and I think part of that has to do with what has been around him. I mean, the pass protection. You is, mean defenders? Yeah, yeah, I do mean defenders because <laughs> right. the pass protection. You is, mean a blitz that's yeah, come out the of everywhere? Yeah, pass protection has been very, very bad. Yeah. I mean, it's been bad. Uh, there are a couple plays in that Seattle game where you know you've got one guy coming from one side and then another guy coming from the other, and then they meet at the quarterback. And we yeah. talked about this. Um, when and on the last podcast where you're talking about defenders doing a stunt, right? And, and both get home. Yeah, and both yeah, get home. That's not the, good. These things are not good. These are the but things you have to correct. That's the stuff I like about Goff. Because Is that he keeps going? it's all breaking down, and let me see how he reacts to it. Um, there are times when he knows he's going to get hit, probably pre-snap, mm-hmm. and he's still standing in there trying to deliver a strike, and yeah. he gets the ball out. Now, whether it's caught or not, that's on the other end. Right. But good decision with the football yeah. like that. Or he takes... A, a hell of a hit in the pocket. Yeah. Rolls over like nothing happened and stands up, runs up, and holds them up again. Yeah. I like that stuff. So those that's all the good stuff. That, to me, is more important than a great pass sometimes, is how you handle those situations. Mm, the adversity, yeah. Yeah. I mean, look at the greats. Look at Matt Ryan right now, the mm-hmm. way he's playing, the way Tom Brady's always played. The guys are unflappable. I mean, that's almost as important as being accurate. Yeah. As being over 70% completion percentage. Mm-hmm. That stuff. It also matters. I like that stuff in golf. I do too. And, you know, one of the things that people were talking about is just kind of how upset Goff was after he got hit by Richard Sherman that he was taken out for those precautionary reasons placed in the protocol. You know, the medical examiner buzzes down. I, I like that system. I'm glad it's there. It works. It's for the health and safety of the players, and that's good. But when you've got a competitor like Goff and he's running down the sideline, he's probably thinking score. And yeah. Richard Sherman's thinking, man, you're not scoring like well, that, not in my house. Well, I get and it. And things, things happen. I like being upset because you want to get back in the game. But right. just let's go back and revisit that play. You're attacking the goal line of mm-hmm. Seattle. Uh-huh. One of the best scoring defenses of all time. In Seattle. They don't take kindly to people scoring Ooh, on them. They do not. And you're going to run straight up. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Well, Richard Sherman was well within his rights to he, almost knock you out. He absolutely was. Yeah, and because what he said after the game, you know, like, you think there are gimmies down here? There aren't. Yeah, so, I, yes. Jared Goff learned from that situation. Yeah. yeah. And that's that's why I, I have a hard time not respecting Seattle's defense because yeah. that's what makes them so good. There are no gimmies against that defense. No, they're allergic to people scoring on them. Yeah, uh, that's what exactly how he hit Jared Goff. That's mm-hmm. how you should hit a guy. That's how every defender should feel yeah. about his goal line. And that's why Fossil said right after the game, man, he's got to get out of bounds. Or get down. Or something. Yeah. yeah. I think I would practice. Wouldn't you practice that if you were a coach? I'd make all my core. I'd bring in a baseball guy and teach these guys how to slide. Yeah. It would be part of the drill every day. No, it should be. Yeah. Because there are times where, you know, things break down around you. There's a running lane. Get up there and learn how to slide. Russell Wilson's really good at it because he was a baseball player. Yeah. I think he's only been hit once. Yeah. Yeah. A long time ago. It'll never happen again. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Maybe. Your guy never learned RG3. He's not my guy. He used to be your guy. He don't know. You love you some RG3. You want him back in Cleveland, and you know it. Come on. No, don't you guys want a game? Don't you put that evil on me, Rookie Bobby? Have the Browns won a game yet? No, they've not won a game yet. Okay. Don't 
you don't need to tell all the Rams people. See, people don't know. Now you're just revealing all my secrets. Okay, well, fine. We can go here. People don't know this, that, like, because I'm from Cleveland, like, yes, I'm still a Browns fan, even though I work for the Rams. Like, it's not, it's in my blood. Like, I was in the the dog pound. I didn't say it. No, I, fine. Well, you, you're like, that's your guy. So, yeah, no, I, I'll tell the story. Like, I went to the dog pound when I was a baby. I was in the dog pound, like, the old dog pound in the municipal stadium. I was there when I was in utero. Like, my mom was pregnant and took me to the dog wow. pound. So, like, that, it, it's in my blood, you know? Yeah. Clevelanders say, like, at least I say, that being a Browns fan is a birthright. And so it's kind of sucky that the Browns have not been good basically my entire life. Ever. And so there's kind of a, they're not ever. ever Stop for, it. It's ever for you. you well, right. But, <laughs> I mean, when I was in the womb, we were, they were pretty all right. That but, doesn't uh, count. I guess not. Yeah. But, but, Your feet you know, weren't on the ground yet. <laughs> anyway, it's, it's a shame that there's kind of this lost generation of Browns fans because right. they've been so bad. But turning it back to what we should be talking about, which is the Rams, because that's the little head that's behind us. I got you. Well, it all, it's the same. <laughs> same as finishing out the last two games yeah, at home. No, yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. That stuff matters. It matters to you. It does. You haven't let that go. So right. that's what I'm saying. There's a reason to keep fighting. Absolutely. Right. There's always a reason to keep fighting. Um, but like when we talk about this next head coach, I mean, there are a lot of names out there. And, you know, when once we get to the end of the regular season, we will yeah. be talking a lot more about this. But I love the, the early denials. Yeah, right. Yeah. It, it's all these rock star sort of names. Yeah. I, do you think that's really an important thing at all when it comes to a coach? You know, I asked that question. Um, does LA need a name yeah. for a head coach? And uh, I would say it's 70-30 yes. Really? Yeah. It, it seems to be people will throw out names first. Um, Interesting. Be, because that's all they know. But I, I think the best head coach possible is what you should be shooting for. Exactly. Now, who that guy is, I don't know. I don't either. He could be still coaching, mm-hmm. you know, uh, You know, after January 1st. He could be in college. I don't know yeah. where that guy is yet. That's the whole point about a college search. But every time there's a, a coaching search, no matter what city you're in, it's usually the same five guys plus three others. Mm-hmm. Um, Gruden's at the top of the of list. Course. Always. I keep hearing Bill Cowher. Um, the other guy that, um, that was intriguing is Tom Coughlin. Yeah. If you want to instill discipline in a football team that guy's all about yeah. discipline yeah he is um the problem is how old is he 70 I, but i don't think it matters maybe not but, but i don't know it's always the same group of names that come up um but we'll see we'll see what the what the search committee comes up with yeah and ram ceo kevin demoff put it like this in the press conference following uh, fisher's dismissal he said the best marketing is winning and I agree with that. So I think no matter who the Rams get, whether it's an assistant, whether it's an established guy, whether, you know, who knows, maybe they trade for somebody, if, if that's a possibility, um, as long as they start putting a winning product on the field, yeah. it's not going to matter who the head coach is. You know? True. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it, it matters because, I mean, you're going to take on the image of that guy. Right. Yeah. But and can but that, I, and I think, yeah. too, can that, it's can that guy develop the players and develop them into a winner? That's where I think we've seen issues here with right. the Rams developing players, particularly their high offensive picks, into guys that you think can be cornerstones for this team long term. No doubt. What's your what's your mode of 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 how are you going to attack the field offensively? What's your plan for defense? Right. Uh, what's your coaching staff look like? Who can you call right now? Who are you bringing with you? Mm-hmm. Uh, who are you going to keep on this staff? There, there, there's a lot that's going to go into to what's happening. But um, w- I keep hearing that 
they're not sure if this is a great job. And I'm, I was going to ask you, how would anyone not like to coach in Hollywood? I don't know. Are you I mean, nuts? I'm, I'm more of a New York guy than a Hollywood guy. Are myself, you serious? But at oh the my same time, God. So... I want to be Pete Carroll in a pro uniform. <laughs> Back when he was an SC. Oh yeah, my God, that's yeah, what I want. I oh yeah. my goodness, because yes sir. You are. You, you get to be, you get to be a rock star. Especially basically. when you win. Yeah. Can you imagine if you get to ten wins here? It, if you get to the postseason here, you'd be a really big deal. Yes, you would be. Because you can tell. I mean, this. This came up basically from the Eric Dickerson stuff, right? The yeah. little things get blown up into big things, and then you become a national story because of where you are as a team. Right. right? You know, and being in Los Angeles, it does mean something. So if you win here, that's going to mean a lot for you, not just in terms of the league, but in terms of maybe your career prospects going forward. Everything. Yeah. Uh, it's it's Look, if, if you want to win and be on the map, then – this is the perfect spot for you. Right. If, if the spotlight scares you, maybe it's not. Yeah, Because it's not. always bright here. But, I mean, to me, this is what you want. Football hasn't been back in SoCal in over 20 years. Mm -hmm. They're dying for a winner. Mm -hmm. Give them one, you're a god. Yeah. That that would intrigue me. Yeah, to, I think to, it would intrigue most people. Yes. I mean, not only that, but just the, the situation that the Rams are in and that they have young offensive players that can be developed you know we talk about dudes well i i think todd Gurley. We, we've proven that he he is a dude right you've got jared Goff. well he was well yeah <laughs> yeah you know yeah, I, I mean he's still searching come on now he is Let's no you're right honest. he's yeah. probably not going to reach a thousand yards this year and that's an issue right there's perception and then there's your resume it's really out there and it you is. have to deal with reality at some point well what did bill parcel say you are what you are right yeah and right now todd Gurley is kind of an average running back this year and I, with a lot of commercials yeah yeah and unfortunately i mean that's that's not just a product of him. I mean, it's a product of what's around him. Right. The offensive line has not been run blocking well uh, for him. I, I think that that's fair to say. And I think, but at a certain point, man, you just, you want to see him break off a run. He's not had a run longer than I think 25 yards this year. You know what? If you can go back and erase like all the negatives from the offense, if you erase just the drops, I bet he'd be over a thousand yards. Really? I'd, you'd be on the field longer. Yeah, you would. Which means he gets more carries. Mm -hmm. You get more cracks at the defense. Eventually, he's going to find the hole. That's Eventually. the difference between him and a lot of other running backs is he doesn't get many opportunities. This is true. Especially the last month. Well, yeah, because the Rams have been down, and then you got to start picking and the, the ball up and throwing it. And the run game is null yeah. and void. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, if, if you complete three or more third down passes and you keep the offense on the field, he gets more carries. Exactly. Probably has more touchdowns. Um, that's the only difference. Um, now, can he do some things better? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Can the O line do some things better? Absolutely. Can the entire offense as a whole be better? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Will it help his numbers? Probably. Yes. But there's talent there. We've seen it. Mm -hmm. And I think the next thing about Jared Goff, right? I mean, you you kind of brought this up before. You're going to have kind of two quarterbacks that are going to be under contract. I think. It's kind of safe to assume that Case Keenum probably will not be back next year. I mean, he's playing on this one-year uh, tender that he got from being uh, the restricted free agent. Um, but now you go into this. He could this be your next Browns. No, I'm just kidding. Stop it. Just messing with enough. You. Okay, just en messing enough with, with you. the Browns talk. Woof, woof, okay, woof. we're going. Okay. We're go ahead. Yeah, we're we're sticking with Sorry. we're sticking with what's in Southern California. Sorry. Anyway, um, but yeah, you you've got a situation now with you with your two quarterbacks. Yeah, and I think it's not necessarily going to be important for. The head coach, the next head coach, to have extensive experience in developing a quarterback, but somebody's got to be on this staff that does, right? So whether you hire a defensive guy and you say, okay, well, defensive guy, what is your plan for developing the quarterback? Or it's the offensive guy and you say, okay, we know that you've been able to do this in the past. 
show us how you're going to do it. There's just got to be a plan for developing that position because of what you've invested in it. I would say break him down for me. Tell me what you think and what you want to try to do with him mm -hmm. and then develop him in that direction. Um, if you are a quote-unquote defensive type guy, then who you're bringing in? Right. Quarterback coach, who's your offensive coordinator, yada, yada, yada. Um, I mean, I'm sure you're going to interview people here or talk to people here, but – Whoever comes in is going to have to have a plan for Jared Goff yeah. and his development. And I think you're getting him at a pretty good time because he's got some experience. He's been out there. He's been in Seattle. Mm -hmm. He's had his butt handed to him in New England. Uh, the quarterbacks he's faced, you know, down the stretch right now, he's been knocked out of a game. Right. So there's, there's a lot that he's learning. And um, he's going to come back and play. So uh, I think you're getting him at a good time. I think you're getting a lot of these guys on offense at a good time. Yeah. To where you can train out some bad habits and instill some good habits mm -hmm. in this offense. And like you said, you can turn the 32nd ranked offense into a top 10 offense with just a great plan. How about this defense, though? Because, I mean, obviously we've spent a lot of time talking about the offense because that's been the issue this season, obviously. Um, but when you have guys on defense and you've got guys that are in free agent years like TJ McDonald, like a Trumaine Johnson, those guys are dudes. But you still have guys who are part of, are, I think, part of a pretty good young core like yeah. an Aaron Donald, like a Michael Brockers that you can still kind of build around on that. Well, you 99 isn't going anywhere. Never. That's, no. that's like yeah. Johnny Hecker. Um, these two guys will you know, probably retire together in, in a Rams uniform. Shout out to both of them for making it to the Pro Bowl. Yeah, again. Yeah, again. <laughs> again. For the third uh, time. They'd like each. to have some yeah. company, but for now it's just them. But, you know, absolutely. Um, Just speaking of the defense and TJ McDonald in particular, right? Mm -hmm. I love TJ. I love what he brings. Um, He's one of the better strong safeties. I agree. Kind of in the Cam Chancellor mode. Doesn't sort of. care who he hits. Exactly. Um, You probably need a center field safety. I would agree fair with to that. Say. I think it's pretty fair. Okay. I so, think I'll, I'll say this. Yeah. Maurice Alexander, I think, has done a decent job over the rest of the over yeah, the course yeah. of the season. Probably better than I would have expected after you know. If you lose a TJ, from, you're happy with a Mo Alexander. You probably are. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I'm with you there. Um, what do you do with a Mark Barron? That's a really good question. Um, if you because keep TJ and you want to slide Mark back to strong, new coach says I want to slide him back to strong safety. Yeah. Bring in another linebacker. Well then what do you do with TJ? If, yeah, if, yeah. You're, if your new coach, say, wants to start running a 3-4, like, that's going to be really, really tough with the personnel that the Rams currently have because, let's be honest, they've got, like, one or two pure linebackers on the team. I mean, we've talked about this before. You've got Mark Barron basically a safety-playing linebacker, Alec Ogletree a converted safety-playing linebacker. So how would that translate? We don't know. Right. Uh, well, I mean, uh, you could – Keep status quo there if you wanted. I think you could. Yeah, you could if you wanted to. But, I mean, there are some decisions you have to make defensively. But as long as you keep a fence around your core, meaning 99, mm -hmm. 90, yep. up the gut. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Robert Quinn, who I really like and I'm disappointed has been out the last couple of yeah, weeks. Yeah, that is disappointing. Yeah, you don't have anything to replicate what he gives you. Mm -hmm. Anybody else on this football team that gets knocked out due to injury or what have you. I think you can reasonably replicate. Okay, fair. Except for him. You can't, yeah. Yeah, and, and if Donald was out, yeah, same thing. Yeah, you yeah, can't yeah, get yeah, that. Yeah. But, right. Um, there, aren't, there aren't many 
beautiful pass rushers on this team. I mean, really. Um, no, it's, right. it's almost to an art form, the well, way he plays. Well, but there aren't that many in the league, right? Exactly. There are not, there are not that many people who There's have the ability to There's a lot of serviceable guys do, yeah, that, that can there, get to you. Yeah, but yeah. there aren't that many who have the ability to do what Robert Quinn can do and the way he does it, you know, when he is healthy and when he is right. It's, it's funny, like the best pass rushers throughout history, especially at that position, mm-hmm. um, it's when you can look at them, know what move is coming, and they still hit it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Dwight Freeney way back when. Yeah. You know the spin move's coming, and he still gets you. Hey, man, he'll still get you sometimes. Right. Robert Quinn is going to put his right foot in the ground at three and a half in turn, mm-hmm. and you can't stop him. No, you can't. Yes, that, that's he's that good. And he's they that hold special. him basically every play. Every snap. They right. They don't call it, which I find, you know, incessantly annoying. And the, so. the shocking thing is when you consider how young he is. Because right. it seems like he's been in the league for 10 years already. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so we'll 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 continue to talk more about um, the coaching search and all the things that you know, we want to see in the next head coach, and hey, maybe some rumors and things like that as the off season begins to hit. So make sure you, you know you stay tuned to the Rams.com and the Between the Horns podcast for that kind of thing. But let's turn it now to Niners Week. Yeah, what does Niners Week mean to you? It used to mean a lot. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. it it did. It meant pain. It meant get back. It meant. Um, they were somewhere you wanted to be, and right. then vice versa. Well, because let's let's put yeah. it like this. I mean, you came into the Rams, you know, what, 94? Yes. Right? Yeah. So that's basically when the Niners were in the beginnings, or sort of the middle, I guess, of their 17-game winning streak. They were rolling. Over the Rams. Yes. And you guys did not break that until 1999. Yes. I think they'd been to two Super Bowls mm-hmm. before. And then they had gone to another one while I was in the league. So right. they were dominant. They yeah. were the team. Um, so it was always a big deal. If you wanted to step up in class, yeah, it's when you had them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little bit different now because you know both franchises are, are kind of struggling yeah. here. But I, I think the rivalry still holds. I mean, the colors don't even match. The colors hate each other. Look, <laughs> I mean, it just. <laughs> okay, complete so opposites. Yeah. So we've got we've got uh, the Niners logo and the Rams yeah. logo behind us, and they look. Yeah. It like, I know. It looks yeah. like they're at war. Right? I know. Yeah. yeah, you've got the red and the gold, and yeah. you've got the blue and the yellow. Rams yeah, the they just don't like each other, and that's just the way it is. So yeah. that's that's what I see, <laughs> and I'm sure I'm sure a lot of old Southern California Rams fans yeah. know what I mean about Niners Week. Yeah, because it's San Francisco versus L.A. I mean, even yeah. when even week one, you know, when we were up there in Monday Night Football, I remember the crowd chanting, beat L.A., beat L.A. Yeah, yeah. So that, that rivalry does mean something, even not just between the cities, between the two franchises and things like that. Oh, yeah. There's, I mean, it's I, like living in the Bay Area yeah. when I see... 100-year-old Niner fans, mm-hmm. they still love drilling the Rams. <laughs> I, I'm serious. They st- when they talk about when we talk about something bad happening to L.A., they yeah. still smile. <laughs> yeah, it's just, come on, man. Let it go, Grandpa. Well, think back to 99. I mean, what was it like when you guys got that win oh. over the Niners? <clears throat> um, one of the best feelings of my life. Yeah? Yeah. Um, finally looking up and seeing, like, Steve Young, Jerry Rice, and all these tormentors. Of, of of our football team mm-hmm. walking off, and we had more points than they did. And this is not just a one-off. This is going to happen the next time and yeah. the next time and the next time. And we knew it and they knew it. Oh, it's one of the best things ever. It's, yeah. one of those, it's one of these classic rivalries that I don't think gets talked about as much anymore because these two franchises have kind of been up and down you know, at yeah. different times, especially over the last two decades. I mean, I guess since my lifetime, you know. It's a shame both turned south, but, yeah. I mean, at one point, San Francisco was the class of the league. Yeah, well, I mean, you could say the same thing about the Rams in the 70s. Yeah. I mean, they had a 10-game winning streak, I believe, over the Niners in that time, too. So that's why this series, is it's really even at 67, 64, and 1. Yeah. And the Niners are up those three games. So I, I think 
once these two teams get back to where they want to be, you know, when they become the class of the NFC West, we're really going to see this rivalry get renewed to the place where it really should be in NFL history. Oh, yes. Uh, I, I think Southern California... Southern California football is going to pop when both teams are going. Oh, yeah. When, when San Francisco has a squad and the L.A. Rams have a squad and this game becomes must-see TV, mm-hmm. that, that's when it starts to pop. Hopefully, it starts before the stadium is open. Yeah. But when the new stadium is open, it must be going Yeah. at, I, at full steam. Honestly, and yeah. I, this is going to sound ridiculous, but I, I think that it, it, when this rivalry is right, it's probably on the level of a Pittsburgh Baltimore, on the level oh, yeah. of the, the Green Bay Minnesotas. And, yeah, and except Bay they Bears don't bring like, like clubs and baseball bats to the game. No. I mean, it's wine and cheese, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Benz and Beamers, but the hate is still real. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. All right, so because we, you know, the, we got this rivalry going on, do, do we feel bad that they're 1 and 13? No, not a, <laughs> I Well, yes, from one perspective. Who's the one? The one is the yeah. Rams in yes, week one. Yes, they've lost every other game yeah, except man. for when they played you. How tough do you think that I don't be, care. I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't care how tough it's been on them. But yeah. I, just from a perspective of, I mean, I know the Browns are 0 and 14 right yeah. now, but goodness gracious, to win one game and then go like there's a one win team in the National Ooh, Football boy. League, and you gave them the win. Not mm. only that, they shut you out. Yeah, on national TV. You know, as coming fa- off fossil, hard knocks. Fossil put it this way: like they kicked our butts when we went up there, and so that's now, a nice way to put it. Yeah, Blaine Gabbert looked like a pro bowler. You know what's funny? I mean, you go back to Week 17 of the 2015 season. And those two games, if Blaine Gabbert just put that on film and like played like that for the rest of his career, he'd be in the Hall of yeah, Fame. Yeah, the Houston Texans would pay him seventy-two million bucks. Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, shout out to Osweiler for being next for the Savage. Yeah. Oh man. But yeah, it's it's one of those things I think where. You know, we talked about it kind of this week on on other platforms where you've got now this one and thirteen team. You got a four and ten team. Yeah. Kind of what is there to play for? A and lot. You're playing. Yeah, you're playing for your job. Yeah, I don't know what Chip Kelly's job status is, but I know here, um, and this is as real as I can put it. Your next head coach is watching you. Yes. And you don't know who it is. Yes. He doesn't know who he is just yet. Santa Claus is watching. He's you. watching, and yeah, when he watches be. tape. Of the L.A. Rams, mm-hmm. both sides of the ball and special teams. He's going to do it in a dark room with no sound, mm-hmm. without perspective. Mm-hmm. All he's watching is how you perform. Right. That's it. That goes back to what you were saying earlier about wiping the grease board clean. Yes. You know, there's no alliances. There's no ties to different players and the, the emotional connections and things like that. This guy, whoever it is, is going to come in and they're going to want to implement their system and whatever. And so because of that... You've got to put out, be able to go out there and put your best effort on film. Yeah, it could be, from right now, it could be a no. I, I don't want this guy coming back. Mm-hmm. You've got two weeks to change that. Yeah. Uh, and vice versa. Oh, that's a sure thing. Well, you've got two weeks to change his mind. So uh, finishing strong in this situation is huge yeah. because everybody's watching. Yeah. I mean, So let's talk about Colin Kaepernick a little bit. Um, what does Why? he do? Because he's their quarterback. No. Yeah, okay, fine. <laughs> Why don't you want to talk about Colin Kaepernick? Do I need to tell you? I mean, I know he's not been doing that well, but he still can, <laughs> he can do some things. Yeah. He's had some up games. Yeah, like there's one um, where he had 398 passing yards against the New Orleans Saints. They lost. And then he had 296 and 100 on the ground against the Dolphins. They lost. So, I mean, there, there are things that he's been doing well. He also had five passing yards against the Bears. No, four passing yards on five passing attempts, one completed, and they lost. So, I mean, oof. there's just – yeah, right? Yeah, yeah that, that is oof. 
Yeah, yeah, he's always dangerous. Um, exactly. That's why Kaepernick I wanted to is, talk about Kaepernick him. Kaepernick is dangerous. <laughs> Carlos Hyde is dangerous. Um, you know they can run the ball. He can run the football. Um, when Kaepernick makes the right choice with the ball and gets the ball out, I mean, they can hurt you down the field. They can. Um, and When he makes the right choice. When he makes the right choice. And the thing is, that offense is difficult to stop mm-hmm. because by its design. And the more success they have, the faster they're going to go. Yeah. Which means they're going to wear you out. So... Uh, but there's a lot of data, especially with Kaepernick in that offense right. now at this point in the season. So I'm sure Greg Williams or any defensive coordinator. I saw Atlanta look like world beaters against them. Yeah, uh, they did. J- just last week. So there's a lot of ways to slow them down and disrupt. And, and mm. I think the Rams can do a lot of that. If Atlanta can go out there within the first nine plays, you know, two three and outs and a takeaway yeah and then Matt Ryan does what he does and you're up 21 points in a quarter yeah I'm sure the Rams defense can do something similar well what's interesting too is that because that offense runs so quickly I think it has a tendency to kind of wear on the other side of the ball and I think we saw this a little bit in Philadelphia too when Chip Kelly was there you know that time of possession number gets so low like I think they held the ball for like 22 minutes or something like that against Atlanta last week and so hey that's an opportunity for the Rams to then get their running game going and extend drives and sustain drives and do things like that because if you do that I mean that's to me that's probably why the 49ers are where they are defensively because the offense has just not gotten its job done enough and so then when that happens you're putting a lot of pressure on the defense the defense is out on the field all the time and then they just kind of get worked yeah in the in a pro system you don't have enough guys mm-hmm. to defend 35 mm-hmm. minutes a game yeah you I, don't. I, there's a lot i mean there's a lot of information that other offense is going to get you especially when they're clicking and like honestly i think that's <clears throat> one of the things we've seen with the rams too a little bit this year oh of course i yeah. mean being hung out i mean they're going to find holes look at seattle the last touchdown they scored yeah okay they, they were out there for a while they uh-huh. figured bang 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 they've, they've got keys because look think about Russell Wilson he's been doing this for a while and then he's got a new starter at safety right. well you've got tells that you don't even know mm-hmm. you're giving away coverage just by how you're doing things he knows that you don't boom touchdown so yeah. um, it happens to every defense even veteran defenses if you're out there too long so if the Rams offense is going as fast as the Frisco offense mm-hmm. you've got problems which means San Francisco and Kaepernick, when they're off the field, it's bang, 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 punt. Yes. If you're doing the same thing on the other side, eventually I think that offense will catch up to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it'll just wear you out because all they need, all they're looking for is just some success yeah. to keep you in this personnel group, and they'll just temple you to death until right. they score. Yeah, and that's kind of the issue with that. I mean, that if you have that tempo offense – as long as you can get them behind the chains on first and second down, keep them in like the third and eight situations, I, I think you'll be okay. And make sure that the run doesn't get out. Because mm-hmm. um, Carlos, hey, yeah. Carlos Hyde has shown that he can do a lot of things. Break tackles that's another, too. That's another Ohio State guy. You know yeah. I am about Ohio State. And I, I think he's done a nice job in that system um, running for 193 yards a couple weeks ago against the New York Jets. So we, he's a weapon. I don't know how you are with Ohio State. That was interesting. What were you talking about there? Um, because you're the one who brings up the fact that I'm from Cleveland. I I know, but you said Ohio State. What were you yeah. talking about there, sir? Ohio State. I like oh, Ohio State. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know I'm that. I'm an Ohio guy. I'm just saying. OH. That's all you got? 
I'm kidding. What? I mean, I'm kidding. Gonna, if, if it so happens that I wanted you to go with, nuts on that one. That's cool. Nah, I'm, I'm not. I'm, yeah. Ohio State's okay. I mean, I, 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 I'll, I'll root for them. <laughs> right. But like, I'm not, I'm not one of those people from, like, who are, um, have family that's went there. I, I didn't go there. My mom didn't go there. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I don't have that okay. emotional connection. You don't live and die State. with the Buckeyes. I don't, but okay. I enjoy watching them play. I want them to win the, okay. the championship. If they play your Huskies, But you point I out every guy that played for Ohio State. We talked, know, yeah. about, we talked about, like, ten players, and mm-hmm. we didn't mention any college except that guy. Yeah. Okay, just saying. Because he put to Ohio State. <laughs> I got a rep from the state, man. That's what I'm always going to do. But he can break tackles. Yes. So you can't let the run sneak out. But, look, um, Kaepernick has a lot of experience beating the Rams. Yes, he does. Yeah, so. He has some experience losing to him, too. Losing, too, but a lot of experience beating them. Yeah. So he comes in with a lot of confidence. Yeah, I think so too. Um so let's talk about Fossil. Uh he was really aggressive in this last game going for it on oh, like Johnny, just the if, fourth the fourth down with If Johnny doesn't one hop that, you've got a chance. I think so too. Yeah, I think the defender the was punt. far enough away that he could catch turn and possibly pick that up. Yeah, I, yeah, and I liked the way Fossil put it this week where he said where somebody asked him, you know, are you going to continue to do things like that? And he's like, yeah, I mean because why not? You know, we, I'm with him. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of like the head coach just saying, I Yolo. might, I might call, a fl- <laughs> I, and I'm in favor yeah. of that. <laughs> I might call a flea flicker from the one. Why not? Oh, why are you doing this? Man, just brown shots left and right. Hey, you don't need why to call not? a flea flicker from the No, why not? That that team's 0 16. That's why that happened. Or oh, it's going to be 0 16. They're 0 just 14. Saying. Whatever they are right Since now. Since we're going, why not? I don't think, I don't think we'll see that. But I don't. I don't know how well the Rams would execute that. Not that the Browns executed it any better. You can stop laughing now. Goodness. Sorry. Go ahead. Do you like Do you like that aggressive stuff though? I mean, I do. I yeah. I really do. Uh, and I'm with him. Why not? Um, yeah. like I said, if Johnny throws a better ball there, mm-hmm. you've got a chance to pick it up. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, so games at 1:25 at the Coliseum. Um, we will hope that we will see you all there. But it's on Christmas Eve. So let's talk a little bit about Christmas. Yeah. Think back, think back, long time ago, long, long time oh, ago. You're not going to ask me what. Go ahead. What? What would? What do you, was the uh, best gift you I ever knew got it. as a kid? Why does everyone ask that question? How, I don't know. Because how question. are you supposed to pick the best gift? I don't know. I mean, did I you, have a did gift your, in mind. Did your mom give you gifts every year? Yeah. How do you pick the best one? Um, <laughs> well, no. Here's here's the one that comes to mind, and I I thought about okay. this, so I guess I have an advantage. I'll give you time to think about it. I, well, <laughs> I, I already have it in mind, but go ahead. All right. Well, there was. Um, so I'm, I'm big into cars, so there was this, um, like, little red Jeep, and I guess we went to, I don't know, Toys R Us or something, and I liked it. But my mom knew how big into cars I was, and so she bought me the little red Jeep. It was awesome. And so, like, you know, Christmas morning, you nice. go downstairs. Like something then, you can drive? Yeah, like, oh, like one wow. of those little yeah, things, yeah, yeah. like, with the gas pedal, Look and then you're, you. like, moving all around. I guess it was electric. I don't actually Where is it now? Know. I'm, I thought I it was the best one you ever had. See, look, look I at was you. Like five. I don't know. You think I'm gonna? I can't fit into that now. <laughs> the I best, have a real. I have a real car. The best now. gift you ever had, you threw away. Look at you. Oh my goodness. Look at you. Wow. Look no, at you. I have a real car now, so I don't think I need that. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't well, think. I think my GTI is better. Well, let than me make you feel Jeep. really bad because the best gift I ever received was a pair of roller skates, and I still have them because oh, because skate. I don't even know what, what is this. Yes, it was a the, the pair of the sneaker skates. Remember okay. those? Yeah, no, Nash. Not as old as yeah, sneaker skates, and I still have them. I was so happy to have them. I know Heelys. Heelys? Yeah, you know, like with the so you're like you're they're sneakers. I guess they're Skechers or something, and then you they with like the little have, wheels on them. Yeah, they got heels in the back. Kind of. Well, think more of like 1982. 
I'm sorry. That yeah. I, I, was I mean, it looks it. like a sneaker with wheels. Okay. Yeah, big fat wheels on them. <laughs> right. I still have them. Do you, like, you no, I can't it? fit them anymore. You, yeah. like, hand them down to your No. Daughters? I you just, just have, have them because they're so, the like, greatest gift. You them or something. I almost cried when I got them. Aw. Yeah, see? Okay, so what's the best gift you You threw ever... away your red Jeep. Don't I make me feel I bad. I did not throw it away. Yes. I think my mom gave it's it probably in a landfill somewhere. Probably the best, get, best gift you ever had. It was from the it's 90s. In a landfill. <laughs> it's not, I don't think it works anyway. In 2016, wow. almost 2017. So, okay, what was the best gift you ever gave? Best gift ever gave. Ooh. Yeah, like what's the best reaction? Oh, my goodness. Mm. I, have, I, have I stumped you? No. Well, I mean, Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah, you did. Oh well. Yeah, you did. You can't even think of one. I of course I can, but it's like really. Oh, you don't want to get too. It's deep. pro athlete stuff. I don't know what that means. It's a, a big bow on a house. Oh. Yeah. See, <laughs> right, yeah, right. That's, why is that bad? Well, I mean, come on now. What? You don't want to talk about how you did something nice for somebody? Uh, it makes well, you yeah. emotional? Yeah, it makes me emotional. Aww. Yes, right. Well, that's really nice. Thank you. I think that is a good Thank gift. Thank you. Okay, right, what's so your what's... best gift? I don't know. Oh, oh my God, you <laughs> set me up. Wow. I'm a lot <laughs> younger terrible. than you, and I'm not a pro You're athlete. You're terrible. I've, I've not bought my mother. Out. You're horrible. <laughs> I know. Okay, yes. here, here's one more before we wrap no, this up. No, I'm not answering anything yes, else. Yes, you will. No, not unless you answer first, but go ahead. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Of course it is. <laughs> of course it is. This is like a, this is a debate on Twitter now. Why? Like, is, how is that a debate? I don't know. It's like one of those things like, is a hot dog a sandwich? Okay, or, this has been between the horns. <laughs> I'm done now. <laughs> no, I don't know. Okay, so here's, uh, I'll answer this. Like, I, I have never seen Die Hard. Isn't that bad? Yeah. People are looking at me weird in the studio now. I've never seen it. I'm not speaking to you anymore. Oh, come on. I, how can you not have seen Die Hard? I don't know. The, you know what was always playing in my house in, in Christmas time? It was either Star Wars or like A Christmas Story or It's a Wonderful Life. I mean, we're, our friendship is over. Oh, my goodness. Who's John McClane? That's Bruce Willis. Okay. I know, I, I know <laughs> of it. I'm just saying I've never seen it. yippee ki MFR? <laughs> Can I say that? Should we bleep that? I don't know. Oops. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Let's go to, oh, let's go to practice. Thank oh, you. Oh, my goodness. Thank All you right, so much. My boss just brought Thank in you. a DVD set of Die Hard. Oh, my goodness. Of gracious. course, it's a Christmas that's movie. so funny. Yes. All right. I guess I've got a project now for winter break. Not yes. I'm going to get one. Let's go have lunch at the Nakatomi Plaza. How about that? <laughs> don't know yeah. what that means. <laughs> I know. <laughs> All right. Well, everybody, thank you so much for tuning into this edition of Between the Horns. Uh, thank you, Josh. Thank you, Chris, for helping us get this show on the road today. Thank you, Far, for being here as always. And I'm uh, an exceptional you. thief. You are. What? I don't, Go ahead. It's I a don't movie know reference. Go see La La Land this weekend, um, actually, because I'm just going to stump for that movie because I thought it was awesome. But also, just thank you for being a part of this show, um, for what we've been able to do in 2016. Have a very happy holiday season. Have a very Merry Christmas. And in case we don't see you, have a Happy New Year as well. Thanks for tuning in to Between the Horns. We'll see you next time. Rabbit.